is Satan enthroned in the Vatican. That is what we are going to be debunking in this video. There are people out there, radical traditionalists, who say that Lucifer is in the Vatican, and they basically use this as a weapon to say that the Catholic Church is wrong, and ideally they claim to be Catholic. Now notice a distinction. I'm not saying traditional Catholics say this. Traditional Catholics love the Latin Mass in the Old Rite. That's fine. I have no problem with traditional Catholics, but these are radical traditionalists. Other no otherwise known as extremist traditionalists, who are maybe Catholic, maybe not, depending on the person. Groups like SSPX, Sede Vacantists, many of them don't even accept the Pope. They don't accept the Second Vatican Council. Many of them don't even accept the last three popes or more than three popes. And so these are the type of people who are attacking the church as they claim to try to save the church. So in this video, we're going to be debunking a lot of their claims right after this. Hello everyone, my name is Brian Mercier, President of Catholic Truth. We want to help you to know your faith, love your faith, and live your faith with purpose and passion. Anyone from anywhere at any time can come here to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why we don't give our opinions most times, because our opinions don't matter. It only matters what the Church teaches. And in an age of confusion, and an age of where everybody has an opinion, it only matters what the Catholic Church teaches, and that's why we started Catholic Truth, so that you can know the truth truth and find safe haven here to know what the Catholic Church teaches. If you haven't been to our website before, check it out, catholictruth.org, and you can check out our merch, follow us on social media, and everything else down below. In this video, which I think is made by SSPX people, it seems like it is because they quote SSPX bishops and such, uh, we're going to be showing that really many of the claims just don't hold up. And in fact, two of the four people they claim to quote saying that Lucifer is in the Vatican, are, in fact, SSPX bishops. Bishops Williamson and Filet were both excommunicated by Pope John Paul II. If that puts into perspective the kind of sources they're using here, the dubious sources they're using here, these bishops who are, they are going to be claiming that the Catholic Church is evil and that Lucifer is there, have themselves been excommunicated and themselves were in rebellion against the Church itself. And the other sources, as we'll see, aren't much better. But it gets worse. Bishop Williamson not only was excommunicated by the Catholic Church, he was also excommunicated by the SSPX. Excommunicated. He was put out by the SSPX. And so he was put out by them too, and he's been on record in court for being a Holocaust denier many times. These are the kind of extremists that this video is using. So I have some problems right off the bat <laughs> with some of the sources being used here, with most of the sources being used here, but let's go on deeper. These radical traditionalists are the doom and gloom type. All their website is all doom and gloom, especially say they contest and such like that. Everyone's bad. Everyone's going to hell. Everything's evil except us. And they were the ones who would hold signs around their necks saying the end is coming tomorrow. They're the ones who are saying that the Everyone in the church is evil. You have to repent. I mean, it's all extremist, sensationalist, alarmist kind of mentality. And you see that in their videos. They constantly talk about a great apostasy, how Rome will fall, how the Antichrist will be seated in Rome, and all of these other prophecies that they self 
interpret, even though they have no authority to interpret them, they say that it refers to the Bishop of Rome or the Pope or the Catholic Church, the current Catholic Church. They are saying that the Catholic Church basically has apostatized, which would make Jesus a liar because he said that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Is there a great apostasy coming? Yes. Have there been great apostasies in the past? Yes. Does this disprove the Catholic Church? No. So let's look at their claims. We're going to be playing their clips, and then I'll be answering them with more information. Just real briefly here, they keep flashing this picture throughout the video of Lucifer sitting on the throne in the Vatican. Just so you know, <laughs> just in case it's not obvious, Lucifer is not there. He's not actually there. That's not an actual portrait. That's not an actual seat. That's not an actual place in the Vatican that has Luther enthroned there. It's just a picture or an artistic representation that someone made up. It's not actually there, just in case you were curious. As you see here, they say that Rome will lose the faith. Oh no! They are famous for saying that Rome will lose the faith. They say this a lot. They quote this apparition a lot. And they apply it to the Catholic Church and the Pope. But how do they know it applies to the Pope and not to pagan Rome or just the city of Rome? It sounds like Protestants. Protestants come up to us all the time and say, didn't the Romans kill Jesus and yet you're Roman Catholic? And I just have to smack my head because the Romans who killed Jesus, first of all, didn't want to. It was the Jews that wanted Jesus crucified, but they couldn't carry out the death sentence, so they made the Romans do it. And it was the pagan Romans, not the Catholic Church, that hadn't even been invented yet because the Catholic Church wouldn't start until Pentecost. And so it couldn't have been the Catholic Church or the Ro Roman Catholic Church or anything like that. But this is the same kind of mentality you hear from Radtraz. They're assuming that Rome will lose the faith is the Pope or the Catholic Church when in fact Rome could just be the city of Rome or the Antichrist will set up his seat in Rome. You'll often hear that, that the Antichrist will sit in Rome and they assume it's the Catholic Church, but they, why, how, why isn't it the city of Rome? I mean, many times, most times, in fact, biblical scholars say that the Antichrist will sit in the seat of actual Rome, not the Catholic Church, that it's an emperor, not a pope. And when you read the actual passages and you study the, the apparitions, then you see that this can't be and is not a pope. They're saying that many Christians have fallen away from uh, the faith today. They've become heretics. But if you read what the Antichrist is and what he's going to do and the all-out war that he's going to wage, how bloody it's going to be, how millions of Christians will actually be killed and martyred, this has nothing to do with the Catholic Church today. I mean, yes, there's some laxity in the church. Yes, there's some absolute evil, disgusting, corrupt bishops and priests in the, in the church. But this is far from being the Antichrist sitting in Rome and waging war on all the Christians. I mean, this sounds, again, hokey, like the same conspiracy theories Jehovah's Witnesses have and Seventh-day Adventists have and all the rest of the uh, rest restorationist cults out there. Number one, Mary said Rome would lose the faith. She never said how. She never said when. Radtrads interpret it their own way. This is important, people. They're the ones interpreting her apparition. 
It's the church's job alone to interpret apparitions. They have no authority to do this. So when they try to apply this to the modern-day Catholic Church, they fail on a number of levels, including the fact that they have no authority. Fourth, when Radtrads say that the Pope has lost his authority, that he is the Antichrist, that the Catholic Church apostatized, are they not taking the exact playbook of the Protestants? They're ripping a page right out of the Protestant playbook because that's exactly what Protestants say. Protestants say that the Catholic Church is the Antichrist, the Pope is the Antichrist, the Catholic Church is uh, for Satan, and they're going to destroy true Christians. They're persecuting currently true Christians. I mean, literally for 500 years, this has been the battle cry of Protestants. And now it's the battle cry of Radtrads, literally the same thing. And Protestants and Radtrads both rebel against the Church in the same way. Yet we know this will not happen because Jesus himself said in Matthew 28, 19, that he will be with his church until the end of time. And Matthew 16, 18 through 19, the church, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So we have Jesus' promise that the church is not going to fall. Yes, maybe there's evil in it. Yes, maybe it will be attacked. Yes, maybe we don't like the direction it's going right now. Yes, maybe it's in a crisis, but the gates of hell will not prevail. We've made several videos on this channel where this is not the first crisis that the Catholic Church has ever had. And in fact, there have been some probably as big in the past, and the Catholic Church has always got through because the gates of hell will not prevail. And going into schism, just to try to fight what you think is the problem, is not actually the solution. I actually like what Jimmy Aiken from Catholic Answers says. He says that regarding this apparition, there are only three pages written down. That's it. Three handwritten pages. That was in 1851, and in 1879, there was a booklet of many pages given to the Pope. So clearly, many things were added to the original revelation, and it's very hard to discern, if not impossible to discern today, what the original revelation was, unless we see those three pages, and all of the things that were added to it. So when we say Rome shall lose the faith, was that part of the original apparition, or was that something that was added into the booklet that was then given? There's a good chance that it might not be part of that original three-page handwritten document that was sent to the Pope. It could have been an additional thought afterwards. It could have been something she added in, something she maybe interpreted, but we don't know. We don't even know if that's part of the original revelation, and that's important because they quote it all the time as if it is. Moreover, Jimmy Aiken goes on to talk about, and this is very interesting, he says that in 1865, she says, the visionary who had this apparition, says that the Antichrist will be born in abomination. So he will be born as the Antichrist, born in abomination, in the holy places. He will be like an incarnate demon who utters frightful screams. Doesn't sound a lot like Pope Francis, like they accuse. Goes on to say that he shall have brothers, I think two brothers, who will make war. And at the age of 12, they will go to war and have victories with their armies. Can you guys think of a time when now? <laughs> I mean, there she's saying this in 1865. Can you think of a time when the Pope has armies today and he's using two brothers to conquer the world in this huge bloody warfare? Because 
I can't. It doesn't seem to fit the depiction of the Antichrist that she's mentioning. Goes on to say that the great cities, including all of Marseille and Paris, will be swallowed up and conquered. Uh, earthquakes will swallow up these cities. A populace believing that everything is lost will be seeing nothing but murder, the clashing of armies, sacred blasphemies, and so much more. I mean, does this sound like what's going on today? Does this sound like what's sitting in Rome today? No. It's nonsense. And this is what happens when Rantrads try to interpret things to their own end. They do what Protestants do, they do what atheists do, and that's have something that they already believe in their mind, and then they try to find any amount of information, whether it's true or credible or not, that'll support their already preconceived theory, rather than following evidence wherever it leads. And that is the problem with many of these Rantrads. Wolf, Reverend Gabriele Amorth made headlines around the world recently when he said the devil was present in the Vatican. You're talking about something very real, aren't you? Certo, realissimo. Dico se credete al Vangelo, credete all'esistenza del demonio? Absolutely, very real. Now, I actually like Father Gabriel Amorth. I've read a couple of his books, and I think he has some good writings in his books. But come on, are we? Are we serious with these clips? Did anybody else see what I saw? Feel free to rewind it and play those clips again. But was it me or did Father Gabriel Amorth literally speak like two whole sentences and then a random English voice with an English accent, maybe the people who just made this video, said, absolutely, it's true. It was like an old Kung Fu movie where like, yes, that's true. <laughs> He's speaking for two sentences, and then he's like, absolutely, that's true. Not to mention, they speak things out of context. They're taking these clips out of context, and then they play a whole different clip, which has nothing to do, apparently, with the one before it, and it says it seems very real. And then all of a sudden, he speaks two some sentences, and then, yes, absolutely, it's real. Like, come on, does that seem weird to anybody else? Not really credible, not really academically done? <laughs> Just my thoughts. Even if he did say that, what does he mean? Oh, absolutely, yes. What? What is he talking about? What context is there? Can you give the full context of what he was saying? Can you expound on it so we can know the clear and purposeful uh, meaning of the text of what he was trying to get across? Or are you just cutting out pieces, small little pieces like Protestants do in the Bible, just that fits your preconceived ideas? It's not academic, it's not scholarly, and it's not convincing. So what does Father Amorth mean? Does he mean that the Catholic Church is satanic? No, he doesn't. And I know that because I've read his writings and I know he's a faithful priest. Does he believe that there's Satan in the church? Maybe. Or does he mean there's evil priests in the church? Maybe. Or does he mean Satan hates the church and wants to attack it? They have no context for this. So how can we use this as a credible... But do you see how they work? They just post all these things one after another, after another, after another, after making their initial case that they think Lucifer's enthroned in the Vatican. Then they try to find every piece of available evidence that'll prove that whether it's taken out of context or not. But when it's thrown together in clips and you see all these pictures and this haunting music, can you put them all together back to back to back, which is supposed to emotionally manipulate you just as Jack Chick does? Apparently it's supposed to be convincing, but if you look deeper at these, it's not always what it seems. Uh, there is, there are satanic practices going on at the Vatican. Could that be true? Yes. You want, you want to say that a... Uh, if I was a lawyer and you were on the witness chair, I'd say, would you say... It's, it's, it's out loud, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. 
Now, when we say in the Vatican, it's at a certain level. And um, there's no doubt about it that there have been and still are practices that are uh, formally uh, venerating Lucifer, the prince of this world. There's no doubt about that. The Vatican itself has about eight resident exorcists. And uh, it, it uses those both there and in the two other cities that are devil-ridden in Italy, Milano and Torino, Milan and uh, Turin. But there's no doubt about it that satanic or Luciferian practices, because it's really of the prince, and his name is Lucifer. It's really of the prince that these, uh, in veneration of him and service of him, that these actions had taken place. The next section is on Malachi Martin, who is a very interesting and sensational person who claims to be an insider in the Vatican. Now, many of the things Malachi Martin says might be true, but many of the other things are very sensationalized, and some things are absolutely not true or are out of context or are taken to use and mean something that was not meant to mean. And we'll give examples of that, but the point is he has very sensationalist stuff, which makes it hard to believe everything he says, making it another dubious source. Especially dubious considering the fact that he enjoyed his life as an exorcist. He enjoyed his career as an exorcist, as he says, except for the fact that he left the Catholic Church and lost his priestly faculties and was supposedly doing exorcisms. Does that strike anybody as odd? He had lost his priestly duty since 1965, and even after that, people would call him father in regard to exorcisms and interviews and stuff, and he never corrected them. Does that strike anybody as odd? Strikes me as odd. Now, Malachi Martin is one of the main sources for saying that Lucifer is in the church. Lucifer is enthroned in the church. Lucifer set up his throne in the church, and the Pope says so, and the Pope admits it, and the even Pope Paul VI, he said, said that the smoke of Satan has entered the church. And this is supposed to be some proof that the Catholic Church is evil for rad trads, you know, and we have to go away from the Catholic Church. But the Pope did not say that Lucifer was enthroned in the Vatican. And he did not use the smoke of Satan is in the church to talk about this in any way, even though the video makes it seem like it does. In fact, if you go back and you read what the Pope actually said, he was talking about just how evil is entering the church in general. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of people making bad choices. There's a lot of people being disobedient to the church. And there's a lot of different ways that Satan is attacking people. He's not saying that the Lucifer is in the church, actually, that he's enthroned there, that they worship him there, or anything else. It's ridiculous. And the fact that he takes what the Pope said out of context and puts it as an addendum on what he says and what he thinks he has seen, or maybe he has seen, is dishonest. It's not what the Pope said and it's not what the Pope meant. And so he's using two different things and he's conflating these points, making it not true. I mean, if we look in the 1960s, there was uh, birth control, there was New Age, there was rebellion against authority. There were a lot of demonic attacks on that age and on the church. And that's what the Pope is referring to. And that is so important to know. When you read the writings of Malachi Martin, you realize that it's not the Catholic Church that's necessarily evil. He said that there are Luciferians who are in the church who want to set up the throne of Satan there. They want to th set up the throne of Satan in the Vatican. So you have these people who worship and honor and venerate Lucifer, and, I, and I'm just using his terms, um, in the Vatican. So you have this group that 
hates the Catholic Church. They hate Jesus. And so they kind of want to set up a rival camp there. And so according to his writings, there are Luciferians and many uh, people who are trying to set up a throne there. But notice that these are people who hate the Catholic Church who are doing this. They love Satan. So notice, it's not the Pope who's doing this. It is not bishops. Notice it's not priests. Notice it's not the Catholic Church itself doing this, but yet that's exactly what these rad-trads try to purport, try to forward and advance, and it's just not true. So it's not the Catholic Church that started the Luciferian worship. It's Luciferians who came to try to do it because they hate Jesus. In other words, the enemies of Christ have come to do it. Now, notice that they came to the Catholic Church. Why? Because the Catholic Church was started by Jesus. So what do they want to destroy? The Catholic Church. It's the same thing that happens with the Eucharist. Where do Satanists go to take the Eucharist and to pee on it and to desecrate it and to use it in their black mass? Do they steal it from the Protestants? No, because the Protestants have nothing. They steal it from the Catholic Church because they know that it's truly the body and blood of our Lord, and they steal it from the Catholic Church to try to desecrate it. So where is Satan going to attack if he hates Jesus? He's going to attack his church. He might even try to set up a rival camp within the church or try to corrupt the church from within. He might even try to do that, but that's not the Catholic Church being evil, as these rad-trads are asserting. It's not the Pope being evil, as these rad-trads are asserting. It's not the Catholic Church defecting or apostatizing. It's evil attacking the church. What's interesting is that right after this is a long, lengthy clip we didn't play uh, of a bishop who talks about that there is some evil in the church. But what he says is so interesting that they're using them against the church, except he says that the promise that was given to the church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it, still remains. And he says that while the church has to suffer for the moment, he says, while the church currently has to suffer for the moment, the promise remains. Notice he doesn't say the Catholic Church is evil, the Pope is evil, or we should just leave the Catholic Church. No, he even says that the promise still remains. And we believe that because Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail. Let's go on to the last segment on Freemasons because they think Freemasons are trying to destroy the church, which might be true. Freemasonry is the center and queen of secret societies binding members to secrecy by fearful oaths. This hallmark of evil is confirmed by the wicked aims and the wicked fruits of Freemasonry, which are the overthrow of Christianity. And there are enemies of our Lord Jesus Christ right back from the moment he was crucified. That is the explanation of the paralysis of the Catholic Church. paralytic state in which the Catholic Church is. The Freemasons are in control and Satan has been enthroned. And until some Pope has the power and the courage to chase the devil out, a large number of the leading churchmen are at the service of Satan. In this section, it talks about how Freemasons have enthroned Satan and how they have control, complete control, which is nonsense, of the Catholic Church. And until a pope comes and has the courage to kick them out, then the Catholic Church today is in big trouble. They go on to claim, as always, that the vast majority of uh, bishops and priests in the Catholic Church uh, are Freemasons, even though that's a large claim with zero facts. 
zero evidence, zero citations, zero names, zero anything that would make us actually believe that. They just throw out these big claims, but they say that they're the majority are Freemasons. But where's the claim? Where's the evidence? Come on, this is what other religions do to us, and now you're doing it because I guess you're another religion. If some of the biggest people in the church were part of the Freemasons and some of the biggest people in the church, which it could be, uh, and many people who were hijacking the church, and Malachi Martin and others have big problems with them, then why don't they mention their names? Why don't they call them out? Why don't they list them right here for us to see? They want to help the church, then start naming the names so we can start rooting out the corruption. But no, they'd rather just leave it as a conspiracy theory. They'd rather just leave it as, oh, well, you know, I have all this sensationalism. I have these sensational ideas. And of course, we know that there's probably Freemasons in the church. I mean, there's a little book of that was written about a former communist who said that communism wanted to infiltrate the Catholic Church because they hated the Catholic Church and they wanted to try to destroy it from within. I also have a rare, very rare book uh, written by a former Freemason. And in fact, he admits that they wanted to infiltrate the Catholic Church and they wanted to get into the ranks of the priesthood and the bishops and they kind of wanted to destroy it within because they admit that they can't destroy it from without. So they want to destroy it within. They wanted to get rid of morals. They wanted to get rid of value, the sin and many other things, doctrines. And so this, when uh, the Freemasons found out about this book, they burned the book company pretty much to the ground. They bought it and then they got rid of every copy. So the one I have is actually photocopied of the original. It's a photocopied copy. And it, uh, so I have no doubt that there might be communists and there might be Freemasons in the church trying to destroy it. There have always been people who are evil trying to destroy it. I mean, I think it was in the Middle Ages when someone uh, bought the papacy. I mean, they always used to try to buy the papacy, but in one case, the king and queen wanted to become pope, and they had a man, and they had him ready. They were going to put him as pope, and they killed everyone in their path. They paid a lot of money, and they finally got this guy elected as pope because they wanted to change the doctrines of the church. So this isn't the first time the Catholic Church has been infiltrated. It's not the first time that princes and emperors and kings have tried to put their own agendas on the church of God. Jesus was allowed to be killed by the devil. The devil attacked Jesus and killed him. And our Lord and Savior rose from the dead and destroyed death and destroyed hell and destroyed him forevermore. Think about this. Revelation 12, 19. Well, right after the devil tried to attack Mary and... The, the son that she was going to have, he couldn't. God rescued her, the Bible says. So in Revelation 12, 19, it says that he went to wage war against who? Those who keep the commandments of God. Christians, us, those who love God. So of course he's going to wage war against the church. This is not news. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail for a reason. He didn't say the the gates of bunny rabbits or the gates of sheep or the gates of Rome will not prevail. He said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So yes, the church is going to be attacked. It has been attacked for 2,000 years and through heresies, through persecutions, and through many other ways, through many heresies that have tried to destroy the church from within. And the Catholic Church has prevailed. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is in charge of his church. Jesus is watching over his church. Jesus is with his church until the end of time. Are there evil people in the church? Disgustingly evil people in the church? Absolutely. Maybe a lot 
Very possibly. But Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail. He gave the Holy Spirit to guide it into all truth. And what Radtrad say is that Jesus is a liar. That's what they say. He's a liar. He doesn't know what he's talking about. The gates of hell did prevail against the church. Oh, but it really didn't because we're their true church. They have the same Protestant battle cry. They have the same pages ripped out of the Protestant playbook. The Pope is the Antichrist. The Catholic Church is evil. We're the true church of Jesus. That's what Protestants have been saying for 500 years. Now these little sects like the St. David Contest and the SSPX are saying, oh, but we're the true church of Jesus Christ. And they're the false ones. It's not true. Don't listen to them, people. All of these small little sects, these cult followings, and they're all splintering among themselves already. It's what Protestants do. It's what they do because they're Catholic Protestants. Don't listen to them. Just listen to the church. If you're ever in confusion, take refuge in the church. Her doctrines for 2,000 years, her tradition, true tradition is not some form of the mass. True tradition is following the Pope and the magisterium. How can a Radtrad tell Protestants that they're not part of the church because they're not, they don't have the Pope and they don't have Rome, but then tell you that you don't follow Rome and you don't follow the Pope, follow us instead? It's hypocritical. It's contradictory. It literally makes no sense. One stage, Jean Guiton said to him, Holiness, um, Sainte-Té, what do you think is the fate of the church going to be? You have said that the smoke of Satan has in the church and is wafting around the sanctuary altar. And uh, Paul VI said, yes, he said, Monfils, my son, we have said that and it is true. The smoke of Satan is in the sanctuary and probably Catholics are, just, uh, are uh, destined to become an infinitesimally small part of humanity. Jesus himself said, I chose you 12 apostles, and isn't one of you the devil? Judas Iscariot was the devil. There's always going to be devils in the church. There's always going to be evil in the church. There's always going to be weeds and wheat in the church. Jesus himself said that. There's always going to be Judases. But that doesn't mean we should apostatize. That doesn't mean we need to go into schism. That doesn't mean we need to leave the church to try to fix it. I would ask these people to come home and try to fix it from within. But there is no fixing anything. I mean, just trying to go back to a certain mass or a certain language, that doesn't fix the problem. What does fix the problem is holiness, sainthood, and obedience to God and the church. That is what will fix our church. We need more saints. We need more holiness. And we need more piety. People like Pope John Paul II. People like Padre Pio. People like Mother Teresa. People like St. Therese of Lisieux. Saints make saints and saints change the world. So make no mistake, Satan is attacking the church. But it's not the Catholic Church that's evil. It's Satan who's evil. And the people who follow Satan, even in the church, are evil. There's a distinction between the people who are trying to destroy the church and the holy church itself that has been there for two thousand years. Come hell, come high water, come persecutions, come heresies, come modernism, liberalism, and everything else that has tried to destroy the church. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. And he, we got to pray, 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 pray that he will always protect our church and raise up people that'll help to conquer these things, just as St. Augustine did in the fifth century. I mean, he alone conquered like six heresies and helped conquer like one or two others. So I mean, we need people like St. Augustine raised up to help get rid of this filth from the church. So take heart. Jesus is Lord and the church is his bride.
Thank you so much for watching today. Thank you so much for watching this video. I hope it was helpful. I hope it cleared up some things for you. And I hope that you can like this and share it with other people. And if, of course, if you have any questions or comments, you can leave it down below respectfully. If you just go on a long tirade with a thousand words and you don't even watch the video, yeah, it'll probably be deleted. And last but not least, it's very difficult to make these long, lengthy debunking videos. If you could help support our ministry and allow us to keep doing this work that we do, even $10 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month, whatever you can afford to help us save souls and change lives and to get the truth out there in this dark and confused world, we would be appreciative. And as always, we want to thank our patrons who do support us. You are the reason that we save souls and change lives. You are the reason that we reach millions of people, and we are so thankful for your generosity. So thank you all, and God bless you.